0: when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com.
1: Hi, Perry. Hey. Hey, this is Joe Pullman. Yeah? Can I help you with something? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I, I've left you a couple messages. Um... Sorry to call so much, but I'm just trying to get it done. I have a tour story podcast. I'm just getting tour stories from various musicians that I know or kind of know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is a bad time. Uh, uh I mean, let's see. It's late at night. I mean, is it a bad time? Kind of. Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, Maybe. Tomorrow or something? Sunday? Yeah, uh, maybe on us Sunday. Okay, that's good. That's great. Um, well, I would say you could give me a call, or I can keep calling you, give you a text. Uh, here if the number showed up on my phone, I wouldn't have picked this phone call up. Okay, all right. Um, get your drift. How about when you're free, maybe in the next couple of weeks or something? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll find your email and I'll email you. Email. Okay. I guess, I guess that'll work. Whatever it takes. it would be great to get your story. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, yeah, sorry to bother you. So I, is it late? I don't even know what time it is. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't matter to you either, but okay. Okay. All right. I'll, um hopefully talk to you soon thanks a lot yeah hope yeah I hope so too <laughs> okay
0: bye you may know Perry Shaw as the Philadelphia t-shirt king or as the record designer for Easy Eye Sound Perry has also done extensive touring singing and playing guitar with his various bands in this episode Perry tells us how he did an entire tour using AAA tow miles from Ruinous Media, this is Tour Stories.
2: I used to be, and I guess I guess the band never broke up, but I was in a band called Dry Feet. It's like me and two of my best buds, and they had never really been in bands too much before, especially not touring bands. So we were planning our first tour, it was 2010. And I was like, you guys, we are going to have so much fun. Me and my two buds going on tour first time for them. I felt like I was like this guide, like, I'm going to show you what touring is all about, you know? So I had recently sold my reliable Saab and I bought this minivan for like 500 bucks. It was a 96 Dodge Caravan. It was blue. It was in my life for a very short period of time. So I buy this van and it starts kind of overheating here and there, not as often as some of my past cars have. So I thought, eh, we'll be able to handle it for this tour. I'll get it fixed. And we don't have another vehicle and nobody else has a vehicle that they want to step up with to use. So this is just how it has to be. We're going to take this $500, 96 Dodge Caravan on tour. Honestly, it was in like fair looking shape. When you looked at it, you didn't think this thing isn't going to make it. You thought, eh, if it works, it works. So we got to Baltimore for our first show. We played the show, and it was good. No problem. Stayed at a friend's house. Next morning, we wake up, and I found out from a friend that there was a store around there that sold really amazing vintage t shirts. So we start heading there. And the car starts to overheat, I pull over in a parking lot. At this point, I think we're in Beltsville, Maryland. And so the car is not working out so great. We have to get it towed. And my bandmates both had really good AAA account. So their account allowed them to get 100 miles of towing. For free and they had so many of those like they could get 100 miles and then you know you can't take 200 at a time but you could split it up into 100 miles per tow so we don't know what we're gonna do let's just get towed to richmond so we're not late it starts pouring rain torrential downpour the tow truck driver shows up puts us on there We're speeding, he must be going 90 on the highway with our van on the back of his tow truck in the pouring rain. And I'm like, hey, I don't wanna be that guy, I gotta pee. So we pull over on this highway under an overpass thing so we can all pee, we all hop out. It was like a Three Stooges, like, I just imagined we were in fast motion, like running out of the tow truck, taking a pee on the side of the road, piling back in, flying down the highway. We pull up to Richmond, The tow truck driver parks the car into a spot and leaves us. We rush in all of our equipment. We play the show. Immediately, like we got in there, five minutes we were set up. We changed our clothes, played the set, and the show's over. And we're like, oh, we can't believe we pulled that off. So our plan was we were going to find out where we were staying. Then we were going to get our van towed to Pet Boys. And then in the morning, we'd get a ride to Pet Boys have them fix the van and head to our next show, which I believe was in North Carolina. I start talking to some guy and let's call him Ian because his name was Ian. And I have no problem blowing up his spot because I haven't seen him since. So this guy, Ian comes up to me and he's telling me about his life for whatever reason. He's a karate instructor or something, or he takes kids to karate class. He's like very sweet seeming guy he works with kids i was like wow what a genuine sweet guy he offers us a place to stay so i'm like wow this is great this guy seems really nice to me it sounds like he lived with his parents or something and i thought wow this is going to be a nice place not the case at all all these people start coming up to me hey do you have a place to stay do you have a place to stay must have been like five people and i say Oh, Ian offered us a place to stay. Oh, Ian. Oh, great. Awesome. If you change your mind, let me know. And I'm like thinking, why would I change my mind? You know, everybody seemed to approve. Um, nobody seemed to interject that it would be the worst idea ever. And this is the least horrible part of the story somehow. So I tell Ian, Hey, the only thing is we need a ride to Pet Boys tonight to meet the tow truck driver and then back to your house. And he was like, Oh, I don't really feel like doing that. So I'm like, Well, what if we bought you Taco Bell? We wanted to eat. We haven't eaten in hours. So we, he gave in. So we're on the way to his house finally. Right before we pull up, he goes, By the way, my roommate is a heroin addict and she is in really bad shape and she might try to keep you up all night. But don't worry, she's moving out tomorrow. What does tomorrow have to do with tonight when we're staying over your house? And I have no problem with this roommate person, but if he needs to feel like he is going to warn us about a roommate situation, it's not a good sign. So we walk in the door and it looks like a hurricane hit the kitchen. I open the bathroom door. There's no toilet paper. There's barely a bathroom in sight. It's just garbage, dishes, boxes, everything everywhere. It was a nightmare. So we're like, oh, glad everybody told us to stay with Ian. So then he tries keeping us up all night, talking about his record collection he just started buying. He offers my bandmate a place to sleep. He says, I have a fucking fold for you to sleep on. (laughs) And we're like, yeah, we don't know what that is. It's pretty much looks like couch cushions that are connected. They turn into a chair or you could open them up and it's, Kind of a bed ish. So my bandmate has sleep apnea, so he has to hook up to a machine every time he goes to sleep. So he's on this fucking fold. I think he slept on the floor in the kitchen. There was two giant hairy dogs. There was dog hair everywhere. The other bandmate got woken up in the middle of the night because the roommate he warned us about was on the phone with all the windows open in the house, uh, screaming on the phone until who knows what time. Before we go to bed, I asked Ian if it was okay if we leave at like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. So we can get to Pet Boys as soon as possible to get our van fixed. And he says, oh, I was kind of planning on sleeping in tomorrow. And I'm like, well, we have to go to North Carolina. We need to get to Pet Boys and get our van fixed as soon as possible. And he's like, well, I'll try. So he wakes up whenever the fuck he felt like waking up. It was probably around 9.30 or something. We get to Pet Boys and <sighs> we get there and they said they can't do anything about the van. That We need to go to like an engine specialist. It was a Sunday. So we especially couldn't get that done. We were like, well, I guess tour is canceled. I guess we'll start using our hundred mile toes to get from Richmond back to Philadelphia. So our tow truck driver pulls up. It's the tow truck driver from the night before who was punishing us with new metal and trying to show us pictures of his pixelated guitar on his flip phone. He picks us up again. He starts driving us to our hundred mile destination. Cause at this point we're like, We'll take a tow truck for a hundred miles. Then we'll call the next one. They'll take us a hundred miles and we'll do it until we get back to Philadelphia. We're getting to the end of his hundred miles and his GPS was like one of those Garmin GPSs and he programmed a voice into it. And so we're almost at our destination and I hear a voice and I'll preface this by saying, I'm Jewish. The voice goes, turn left. You fucking Jew. And I said, is your GPS voice Cartman from South Park? And he goes, yeah. And he thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Meanwhile, it's just screaming, turn left, you fucking Jew. He drank a lot of Monster Energy drink, and he stayed up too late driving the tow truck, considering he was our tow truck driver from the night before and was still driving at like 10 a.m. the next day so it doesn't end there so we say hey man here's some money like thank you so much we really appreciate it maybe tried to give him 20 bucks he he turns it down we're like okay we're gonna call the next tow truck we'll run into this 7-eleven over here try to get some drinks and prepare ourselves for the next hundred miles so he turns down this tip we're hanging out waiting for the next tow truck and this dude walks back over and he goes hey do you have three bucks? I just want to buy a drink. And we're like, we just tried to give you 20 bucks. Now you're back asking us for less money. Please just take the $20. And he wouldn't do it, but he wanted to take the $3 for a drink. Okay, so the next tow truck driver comes up. So there's three of us. This new tow truck shows up with a two seat tow truck and he puts me in the back behind the two seats but still in the cab. So I'm laying across where there's like a jack, some jumper cables, miscellaneous trash, and it's not enough room for a person. And so I get in the back, I'm so uncomfortable and he goes, Before we go anywhere, I have to make a stop at my house and then we have to get gas. Dude, I'm like, make a stop at your house. I look at the back of his tow truck. There's like car parts not strapped down, just sitting on the back of the tow truck. Our van is strapped up there and I'm just like, well, I guess this is what we have to do. Let's go to your house. So we we show up at his house. There's all these shady characters outside. And he makes some sort of exchange, pulls a car part off the back of the truck. We go to get gas and we're on our merry way and we get about a hundred miles. I had somehow fallen asleep in the back and I noticed the car is slowing down and I wake up and I'm like, Hey guys, where are we? And he's like, Oh, we just got to pull over into the way station So we get there and the cop walks up to the van. He asks the driver to get out. He goes into the little police station that's there, whatever it is. And we're sitting there and a cop comes up and he goes, whose van is this? And I freak out because I'm not buckled into a seatbelt. I'm sitting in the back of this tow truck illegally. And I'm like, oh, that's mine. And he's like, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, If I brought a dog over here to sniff the place, he wouldn't find any drugs on you, right? And we were like, no, definitely not. And at the time, none of us drank, smoked anything. I still don't, whatever. And my drummer says, oh, we're actually straight edge. And the cop goes, oh, you guys in a band? I used to play in a band. Here, well, do me a favor. Just get out of the car and go sit at the curb. And he sits us down and he comes over and whispers to us, I wasn't worried about you guys. I want to see what this driver has on him because I think that he might have some illegal things on him. Turns out this guy was driving for like 22 hours straight or some absurd number like that, which is illegal. And he racked up over $25,000 in illegal fines. His license was expired. He was driving too long, all these things. And they were like, I'm going to have this driver call the tow company and get you another truck out here. He's not allowed to drive anymore. And so the the police station closes down. This is how late it was. It was time for them to leave for the day. They tell the guy, you can call somebody else to come pick you up and drive your truck away. You are not allowed to drive your truck away. It's got to stay here. There's no other option. This is highly illegal what you've been doing you owe thousands and thousands of dollars and you guys can wait for this next tow truck so we're calling the tow company he's supposed to send somebody out every hour somebody else calls the tow company and they tell us that somebody's on the way so at this point it's got to be after midnight all of a sudden some guy starts banging on our van window and we rolled down the window and the guy goes If anybody asks you, you never saw anybody take the truck. You don't know who took the truck and you didn't see me. And we were like, okay. We roll up the window and we're like, what was that about? And then we realized it was the same tow truck driver. He went down the street, bought a hat and sunglasses and a new jacket to be in disguise. So the security cameras didn't recognize him. And he took his truck and he drove home while we were stuck to wait for many more hours, while no tow truck continued to show up. And finally, some guy shows up. We are so thankful. This is has to be the last drive of this endeavor that we are suffering through. He puts our van onto the tow truck. We get in. This guy seems super nice. And the first thing he says is, hey, do you guys mind if I make a stop real quick? And I was just like, this is it. I'm going to walk home. Like, this is the worst. And he goes, I just want to stop by Dunkin' Donuts and grab a coffee and some donuts. And we're like, yes, please. We are starving. We would love coffee. This is the best tow truck driver ever. Of course, he still has some horrible things like, hey, just some word of advice. Don't cheat on your wives. It's been so much to deal with. You know, he's telling us about his shitty life that he's created for himself and warning us about it. But overall... To us, he was very nice. We get back as close to home as we could get at like four in the morning. Had to wake up our friend to come pick us up, leave our van there. I must have tried to get the van repaired at some point before I just gave up and just junked it. And that was it. But that was the worst tour situation I've ever been in. The never ending tow trucks and my best buds it was their first tour I don't think they'll ever let me let that down but uh that's what happens when you buy a $500 van and (laughs) you guys agreed to jump in it
0: thanks to Perry for the story tune in to our next episode with Nick Thune the great comedian Nick Thune Check us out at RuinousMedia.com.
2: Slice tour stores! My world consumed with piles of cotton Stacked high, you think i run a factory No thrill, like finding just the right one Unreal, you know I just can't help myself Don't care much for anything
0: This has been a ruinous media production.